I'm Tyler, old guano man dennering. I'm Connery, phantasm fart cloud Hansen. <laughs> and this is The Franchise, the podcast where friends come together to talk about franchises big, small, and everywhere in between. Yeah, okay, new intro, I love it. <laughs> I don't know, I just pulled that out of my butt. Like, I've just realized that we have no, like, log line for our podcast, yeah, we, like, we, eight we, months in. We do that and I go, yeah. There we go, show. You gotta go, yeah, and I'll just change it every single episode. Please do. If there's anything people love, it's a lack of consistency. <laughs> I know, that's what And I that's love. what we're here to offer. <laughs> we shake it up every week. Change is a constant. <laughs> we sure do. Speaking of lack of consistency, you're probably thinking, hey, why aren't they talking about Batman Forever today? That great Batman film where Val Kilmer gives you a thumbs up from the Batwing. Yeah. Or whatever the hell the thing's called. But, uh, you know, lack of planning skills on my part, and our guest is out of town this week. It's her fault. And I, yeah, it's all, it's all our guest's fault. Like any great podcast, we blame our guests <laughs> for all of our own inequities. <laughs> I don't even know if that's the right word. But, uh, yeah, and I absolutely felt, feel like I can't do it without her. So we'll do mm. it next week. In the meantime, conveniently, Ooh. the uh, Batman animated film Mask of the Phantasm came out between batman returns and batman forever so i'm like perfect i want to talk about this anyways it's like a bonus or something but we're gonna do it now and we'll say it's an official episode and everyone will be happy because guess what we say it's 80s and 90s batman so in a way it's true we're doing the right thing and i do think this movie's better than just like oh it's the movie for like the animated show like i know this is a belabored term or whatever especially for animation Mm But it's just like I think it's a pretty cinematic movie. Yeah, it's a it's a big culmination of the animated series for Batman as well. Yeah, we'll get to that in a moment when we talk about the the movie. <laughs> I always want to say hors d'oeuvre or something. The hors d'oeuvre. <laughs> That's not even right. Main course. Yeah. Um, I feel like this is the episode to do it. On the last episode, I called the soup in Batman Returns gazpacho, and I just remembered that it's actually vichy so oh, i apologize vichy. to all you cold soup fans mr freeze out there i thought you were right because gazpacho soup is also served cold yeah exactly <laughs> i only knew of gazpacho until i read uh anthony bourdain's book he says the first thing he ever like fell in love with was vichy and i still don't know what vichy is and i've never had it we should but... try to make it sometime that'd be fun yeah let's have a <laughs> batman returns cookbook that definitely doesn't exist yet no never um hunger games uh nothing what do they eat in hunger games bread and <laughs> oh hog bread that's <laughs> dirty, what it is dirty wet hog bread that's right you let the bread soak in dirty mud for about <laughs> two hours make sure a hog tramples on it for a while <laughs> make sure it's extra burnt and ruined before you give it to a loved one <laughs> <laughs> to say that you gave it to Katniss, but you really weren't even doing that. You're just like taking credit. It's a, It was like an afterthought. You saw her take it and were like, I can pretend I'm a good person after this. <laughs> <laughs> I contributed. I contributed. <laughs> and now we're married. Uh, but before that, <laughs> wait, not before that. That has nothing to do with Batman. Before after. we talk about Batman proper, let's just talk about what's new with you, Connery. What have you been consuming? I beat Assassin's Creed Valhalla, and Ooh. Assassin's Creed does this thing to me where about in the mid-game, I get really, really sick of the game, and I start being like, end. Okay, end. But I have, like, five more areas to go through, and mm-hmm. I feel like I did the story, like, out of order or not the way the 
what's called game wanted me to do it because every zone is kind of like every zone of England is like sectioned off into like this story happens here like a really big level point I'm like oh I'm that level and I want to get stronger so I'll go here and I'll do the story and all that stuff and but then there's you're stuck with like you have to go back to area 90 to finish the game and it's just like okay like here's like a drinky dink side story kind of deal because you're only level 90 right now so let's keep going only level 90 yeah exactly the, the game goes to power level 400 and yeah i i got to max level so that was is exciting. it like is it like set in like iceland or is it like do you go on a boat and stuff you, or what i i really miss the boat mechanics tyler I'll, I'll tell you that because i liked the ship combat in assassin's creed it made me really i think after we in pirates of the caribbean we talked about our ship fighting game it made me go back and like at least play some of assassin's creed uh four Black flag. black flag yeah black flag because yeah. i was just like ship combat is so good in that game and it's even good in, it's there in origins it's great in odyssey and this one you just have your viking rowboat and <laughs> it there's like you you don't even fire arrows i was kind of looking forward to like an, a boat fight there's there's never a boat fight which is a little upsetting but mm-hmm. yeah you just have your boat that you kind of sail around it takes place to answer your question it takes place in norway and england and then a little bit in america for like a level but, you know, on the media side of things, I have been watching, or I finished watching, Queen's Gambit, which I really, really liked. I think Lily watched the first episode. Mm-hmm. She said it was good. I, I forget if she watched more of it, but it seems like a lot of people are really enjoying it. Yeah, I was surprised. I thought it'd be one of those situations where everybody likes it, and I'm going to sit down and be like, eh, it's not that good. But I watched it. First episode, I was like, that was good. I'll watch another one. Then I was like, oh, I watched the whole series in one sitting. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's, it's like a limited series, so it's like, what, mm-hmm. eight episodes? Yes, yeah, so it was really refreshing to not be like, oh, now I have to wait for another season. Like, the story ends, so I was like, okay. It, it felt very complete and very good. I, I was very happy with it. But yeah, that's what I've been up to. How about you, my dude? I'm trying to pick and choose what movies to refer to, because I think, feel like I've been watching quite a few yeah. on the road or whatever. But um, I'll start with Holes. Oh, you're digging up those holes. <laughs> the childhood classic about uh, peaches and onions and, uh, I don't know. Do you know the Coyote holes. song? Huh? The what's it called? Well, the moon howls, but well, the wolf howls below. If only, if only. <laughs> Is that even in that movie? Yeah, it's like the with the woodpecker, if the wood on the tree were as soft as the sky. While well, the wolf howls below. If only, if only. I watched this like a week ago, and I don't remember this at all. But <laughs> it's it's like in a scene, I think. There's zero. Yeah, I'm not. I'm it. not disbelieving you. I'm just like, uh, basically, what I'm trying to say is, I don't think holes holds up. <laughs> no. It doesn't holds up. Uh, <laughs> you mean holds? Put that on the DVD. It doesn't uh, hold up, but H O L E hyphen D. <laughs> We're all laughing. So funny. The audience can't stop. Yeah, I just the whole thing. It's like, hey, let's send kids to this prison camp. I'm just <laughs> like, what is happening? I'm so perplexed. The entire movie. I, it definitely means well. I just think it's kind of dated now. But hey, all you whole fans, all you whole heads out there, all you Stanley Yates I, um, heads. Yeah. <laughs> or if you say it back backwards, Yelnats. Stanley Yelnats. <laughs> I surprised I remember so much about that movie. Maybe because I read That's the book the in elementary school. It was so big, and I don't even remember liking it, reading it as a kid. But everyone's like, "You gotta read Holes." It's required reading. I'm like, "Okay," but whatever. I'm not trying to knock it too bad. I know it has its fans, but I'm just like. I'm like, it's such a weird cultural phenomenon kind of thing. You don't like when the sheriff scratches um, 
what's his name across the face and oh, he dies yes, the Granny waiver like puts rattlesnake venom <laughs> on john voight that's always good that's like a good thing in life basically i thought that was michael madsen at first i would probably prefer michael madsen yeah of a uh, free willy fame and nothing else <laughs> other than that we watched bill and ted face the music second time for me Ooh. and that's always good and uh you can refer to our episode on that Ooh. if you want to check it out i really like that movie i think it's still my favorite this year it's great um other than that i've been playing pokemon uh shield because i finally bit the dollar bullet because <laughs> i knew it would never go on sale <laughs> and uh our episode on the craft legacy with ali musser convinced or not convinced me but inspired me to play some more pokemon again <laughs> yeah, we were she pokemon was talking fanatics. about it <laughs> yeah Exactly. And I've realized I'm probably it's probably just me being annoyingly I'm sure it's like 80% this mm. or it's like I'm being annoyingly nostalgic about like the original Pokémon styles and stuff, yeah. but I feel like a lot of the new Pokémon look really dumb. Well, you say that, but the original Pokémon was a bird, um what's it called? Uh, a a lizard, a turtle, some a tur- another turtle, basically, a green turtle. <laughs> uh, like the starter Pokémon? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I mean like the the main ones are okay, but just like <laughs> there's a lot where it's like I don't know. Sometimes I'm like, did you try or did you like this one called Applin? I think, and it's just li- it's just literally it's an, an apple. apple. Like, you did you try? Like, at least you're no gonna get offense, the cool evolved like, form of Applin if you keep it. It's gonna turn into a big dinosaur with an apple on her head. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'll have to look into it. In sword, it turns into like a shitty like bit into apple with wings. It looks like garbage. Oh, really? The yeah. shield one's better. Yeah, the shield one's way better. Nice. Okay, I'll do that then because. When I'm about to catch a Pokemon, I'm like, mm, I think this one looks kind of dumb. Let me see what it involves into. <laughs> and I'm just like, no, this also looks dumb. I'm just going to run away. What about the one that's like just cream? Like the one that just like drips around like milk? Yeah, there's a lot that's just like, <laughs> they're really running out of ideas, it seems. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Oh, I was just going to say about uh, Queen's Gambit, if anybody hasn't seen it yet. Uh, Queen of Katwe, I think that's, yeah, it's on Disney Plus now, mm-hmm. but um lupita nyong'o's in it um she's not the main character but it's another like great like chess movie i think Ooh. and definitely not that many people saw it when it came out and i got it a few years like late after it came out and it's great so check it out and if you can find it and you're in a chess move watch chess the musical <laughs> wait what's that song that you always sing from chess the Musical? one night in bangkok and the world's your oyster <laughs> yeah it sounds like an 80s musical for sure it is <laughs> <laughs> I'll check it out. I'll watch it on, uh, I'll torrent it. Good. I think there was like a live thing they did at the Hollywood Bowl that I saw. That was fun. Wow, that's cool. How long ago was that? Oh, years ago. It was like super random. I think somebody, I think Josh Groban was in it. And that's why I went to go see it. Powerful. Very powerful. Anyway, um, you know who also is powerful? Batman. And you know who else is powerful is Phantasm. <laughs> yes, she and is. And both of their masks. Both, both literal and metaphorical. Yes, the ones they wear for each other. Yeah, I don't know. Like, what's your overall impression of this compared to what we've been watching so far in the Batman hmm. era? That's the thing. I this one, I just got the hint. Like a lot of people write Batman differently, and this one very much felt like Batman is a curse in this movie. Like he is this mm-hmm. thing that plagues Bruce Wayne, and he is bigger and almost has like a grandiose deific kind of personality like even when he kneels at his parents grave saying like can i stop i didn't think i'd be happy you just hear like the thunder or like when he's kissing um andrea and all the bats fly out from under the ground it's just like no (laughs) (laughs) 
that scene at the grave almost i mean that's a more positive scene but it reminds me of the scene from hercules when he's talking to like the, the statue of zeus yeah was, my boy <laughs> <laughs> but all, all in all I, I i did enjoy it it's it's a uh, it's darker than i remembered it being i'll say that but mm-hmm. i still enjoyed it a great deal but it was and it's nice and i like the relationship bits of it even if it's a little tragic but i i still enjoyed it i but yeah, how about you? What what do you think? Well, I watched this like a month ago when it was on Netflix, <laughs> and now it's not anymore. Yeah, I know. And uh, so, if you're interested in watching this, I highly recommend it. But you'll probably just spend like I don't know three or four dollars to yeah. rent it. I thought it'd be on HBO. It's not. Yeah, because all the other stuff for anyone else following along, you know, like Batman 1989 to Batman and Robin, they're all on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. But this one's not. Well, for some reason. Um, yeah, it's much darker than I remember, and like I like I said, I watched this a month ago, but just rewatching it now even more closely, I'm just like, wow, this is so like, I mean, it's like the show too, where it's just like so noir influenced, mm-hmm. whereas the 1989 Batman's very like gothic and stark, mm-hmm. and it is noir-y, but it's it's very like influenced, I think, by um, early 1930s and stuff like like horror movies, like monster movies and stuff, because Batman is monstrous in some ways, mm-hmm. so is the Joker. And uh, even down to, like, that big clock tower scene. Yeah. It's, like, very, like, hunchback or something. Yeah, totally. And this one is, I think, also very influenced by 30 stuff, but more so, like, noir. Like, mm-hmm. just, like, the lighting in this, a lot of, like, optical effects that you would see in a movie that, like, you don't really see anymore, but it's just, like, classic noir stuff. Mm-hmm. And I guess that especially works because it's animated, so that has, like, that level of distance. But, yeah, it's darker than I remember, but I think more serious in, in an effective way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess we'll... Just get into it, but I just wanted to have some production notes before we get going. Please do. I was just reading that it was like heavily influenced by Batman Year Two. I don't know if you've ever read that one. Oh, Connery. not not it's Year on like One. Eighties. No, not Year. Yeah, I guess the, more Year Two because. Interesting. Well, Year One came out around the same time. Yeah. Was that Frank Miller? Yeah. Who did that? Mm-hmm. I guess Mike W. Barr did Batman Year Two, mm. and it, I think they're saying largely because of the character the Reaper, who is uh, a villain. Okay, cool. You know, I never read Year Two. Me neither, so I guess I'll have to pick it up now. Yeah, same. <laughs> yeah, influenced by that character and just, like, all the uh, early time of Batman. But, yeah, this, like you said with year one, like, this is what I like a lot about this movie, too, is that it really explores, like, Batman's early, early times, like, mm-hmm. before he even puts on the cowl and, like, why he puts on the cowl and everything, totally. at least in this canon. There's that there's that moment that, like, sent a shiver down my spine when he's, like, putting on the Bat costume for the first time in the Bat cave, and Alfred hands in the mask, and he puts it on, and he turns out, and Al- Alfred just, like, looks so scary. He's like, my God. I was just like, I was like, oh, that's so cool. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's the whole thematic, like, element of this movie where it's, like, Andrea followed this very similar path to Bruce. Mm-hmm. You know, they both lost their parents. But, like, Alfred says at the end, like, she lost herself to vengeance, mm-hmm. and Bruce like toes that line every single night mm-hmm. you know so it's it's very interesting and like that's when he kind of loses his, his innocence in a way when he puts on the cowl finally because yeah. alfred's horrified because this is like the kid he raised basically you know yeah, becoming a monster yeah absolutely mm-hmm. especially like in the scene right before that um i think it's right before that but he's just like pleading to his parents grave mm-hmm. being like i'm ha- i never thought i'd be happy i'm just like good god like <laughs> bruce wayne needs to like see a therapist the whole thing i've been saying this whole time <laughs> he's just going to therapy he'd probably be a lot better off for it but he's like let me donate money to the city let me get more cops i'm like no, he does your plan one, Bruce, he wants but... to do that <laughs> yeah it's 
like, why don't you help out the city instead of like being a madman? Because <laughs> he's just compelled to it, it, it. This movie it says it's a curse. Like he made a vow, and so this whatever dark otherworldly thing will hold him to it. Yeah, it definitely definitely feels that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this movie is going to originally be straight to video, but then Warner Brothers decided to release it theatrically. Mm-hmm. So it was going to be like original four three like TV aspect ratio, mm-hmm. but they converted it to like widescreen. And I think this movie looks really good in widescreen. It does. Just basically, they gave them more money, an additional $6 million, but they only gave them eight months to make the movie, <laughs> and I guess apparently an animated movie of this like quality usually get like two years. Wow. So I don't even know how they like made this, and it still looks good. <laughs> it shows sometimes where like, uh, there's, a, there's like a little cut where Bruce Wayne is talking to Andrea for the first, or Batman's talking to Andrea for the first time. There's a quick cut where he doesn't have his gloves on, and then he has his gloves on. <laughs> oh, yeah. classic cats scenario. Mm-hmm. Classic cats. <laughs> when Judy Dench has a human hand and then doesn't <laughs> have a human hand. I think that's a metaphor for her transition into human, or, or her loss of humanity, maybe, into becoming a cat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> it's a metaphor, idiot. It's a metaphor. <laughs> I love it when Judy Dench is Catwoman in Batman Returns. Yeah, great. Other thing of note I just really wanted to bring up is that Shirley Walker was the composer mm. for this and the animated series. And she was like one of the first uh, like well-established um, female composers in Hollywood. Nice. And she worked with like so many people like Hans Zimmer, Brad Fiedel, John Carpenter, Basil Polidorus. So she would like be a co-composer on a lot of movies or like contributing to the music. And this was one of her like solo efforts and everything. And I just like, like that shouldn't be incredible but like just looking back in history that's just like pretty cool <laughs> this music is just very iconic it like, is the batman animated series and music in even general. if she gives like that that big dramatic choral opening in the beginning of the movie mm-hmm. that's very good you just assume like instantly like it's danny elfman just because that's a name everyone knows you mm-hmm. know and she also helped co-compose the 1989 batman score oh too. really wow so yeah so she helped like compose all of that yeah i just think that's really cool especially something in the 90s you know mm-hmm and she would go on to score one of my other favorite franchises, Final Destination 1 oh. through 3. Oh, dot damn. <laughs> we got to do those sometime soon. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. With our uh, Final Destination gang. That'd be awesome because I haven't seen any of them before. Ooh. <laughs> you're going to you're going to get Final Destinated so many times. <laughs> uh, the way that's the way that franchise ends is so good, well, but don't I don't want to spoil don't any of it for you. But yeah, that's all the little production stuff I wanted to talk about. This movie starts with the CG cityscape, which is probably like pretty wild at the time. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, that, I was always like, oh, it's a CGI Gotham with the constant red sky. Good to be back. Yeah, there's definitely like a lot of use of CG that that works. Like this is like to, like very blatant, but then throughout the movie, there's like more CG elements that mm-hmm. aren't as obvious that yeah. I think work pretty well with the traditional animation. Mm-hmm. I think in a situation like this, though, uh, past and future guest Cameron Takeda would say that um, CG is often used to, like, I don't know about this year in time or whatever, but, like, it's it's used to, like, kind of save time. Yeah, it's more cost budget, efficient. You know? mm-hmm. then, yeah, than to traditionally animate it. So sometimes it's good, sometimes it's not. <laughs> but, yeah, what do you think of, I want to talk about both of their outfits, both Please. Batman and Phantasm. Yeah. So what are, you, what are your thoughts on both of these? I like I'm I, I've said a thing earlier. I'm a big fa- big fan of the yellow and black shield emblem that he wears. So mm-hmm. I like that a lot. Um, I am a bigger fan though, which is kind of completely contradicts. I like his the new Adventures of Batman outfit a little bit more, which is like the the gray and black 
mostly I think I just like his eyes are a little narrower and he just looks more like intense. But other than that, he, he looks very human in this, which I like a lot. And it's still that breathable kind of outfit where he looks like he can actually do all the jumps and flips and kicks. And he, he looks great. Like, I, I think he looks classic Batman animated series. He looks awesome. Every shot yeah. where he like, gets angry and goes narrows his eyes like, hmm, is great. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's like, um, he's basically wearing a cat suit. Yeah, he's wearing a cat suit. <laughs> like, it's not even armored or anything, mm-hmm. but I think it still works the, uh, the traditional aesthetic of, like, Batman. Yeah, there's not even, like, any of, like, the under armor on it. Like, you cut it and you see, like, there's, like, you know, bulletproof stuff under his chest. It's just skin. <laughs> yeah. And then Mass of the Phantasm, I've always liked her outfit a lot. She looks really scary even though, like the, the hook hand i i can like take or leave but she looks really cool yeah because like does her hook hand shoot the smoke out or is it just like a hook hand it looked like her her just hand just did it might be just part of her suit yeah and then it gets like acided by joker yeah <laughs> um yeah she's very much like a mix of like grim reaper and um per like production notes she's like a mixture of grim reaper and ghost of christmas future yeah basically. that's what joker calls her <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah i like the style a lot i think it's a pretty cool reveal like maybe i just knew because i had seen this a long time ago and mm-hmm. i remembered that she was phantasm mm-hmm. but did you remember that like was oh, that i i knew that because first of all i, I just remember that kind of stuff because my brain holds on to useless things and i also know that because tom king and clay Mann are coming out with a batman catwoman book that focuses on Ma- the mask of the phantasm like andrea belmont's oh, coming cool. back and this is mm-hmm. going to be her first comic book debut ever. So that's pretty that's great because I think she's she's a pretty great character. I like, loved her. I fell in love with her so fast. Like she's great. <laughs> yeah, she's basically like a darker Batman, which some other characters are. But like, I really believe the the romance between them in this. Mm-hmm. Like, I know there's other arcs like in the movies and comics between like Batman and Catwoman, mm-hmm. or like you said, Batman and Talia Al Ghul, or Batman and or Bruce Wayne and somebody else. But like. This really, like, the way they established this within the context of his own, like, personal growth as a character, mm-hmm. too. It's just, like, that was, like, that like she was his true love, you know? Yeah, she was his, like, catalyst, almost, for, like, he either could have been a normal person or he could have been Batman. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And the fact that she was dealing with her own stuff, it's, like, mm-hmm. even Alfred says, like, there's nothing you could have done, you Yeah, know? she didn't want to be even, saved, which we talked about last yeah. episode about the villains of Gotham. Yeah, absolutely. So... And just like the ending of this too, where she it turns out she's still alive, but she's like mourning, you know. It's mm-hmm. just like that's such like a good setup for like I want to see what happens with her like at some point, mm-hmm. you know. And I can't remember if she's in the animated series later on. I don't think I don't so. Think she I ever think this comes is back. it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's kind of like one of those like Dragon Ball Z uh, video- movies where like the, <laughs> the villains in those just are never in the thing. No, like a... in the actual show, it's just like a side thing and it's not related at all, which I I, I can definitely appreciate. It probably wants to say Broly, but like Broly comes back in a bunch of different movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, there's like eight Broly movies. Yeah. What, oh, Cooler, like Cooler, he's never in the main movie, but he has like yeah. I think a couple sequel movies actually too because people liked him a lot. Yeah, Cooler Freeze's brother. Freeze's brother Cooler. To all of you who don't know your DBZ lore, you all you all know this. Or somebody like uh, the 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 cat god guy whose name I just forgot. Beerus. Beerus. I love Beerus so much. <laughs> Who was in a movie, and then he was in the show because he was so fucking cool. Yeah, welcome to the Pokemon Dragon Ball Z podcast where we talk about <laughs> everything. Bruce Wayne's Batman. Bruce Wayne's personal traumas and kids' cartoons. His love lost. <laughs> love lost. Yeah, I, I really like the context of this whole the over like 
overarching context context of this where it's mm-hmm. just like he's just starting off this is a flashback so it's not just an origin story mm-hmm. it's also him like living his life later on and how it connects mm-hmm. even that story structure i feel is like very like 30s ish like this is also in the production notes where it's like they're kind of influenced by citizen kane yeah with the flashbacks and everything yeah definitely and feel uh, it just really gives it a classical feel. There's a, I mean, Batman's just a creep a few times in this, where he's just like in Andrea's room. It's like, bro, can you knock? But I guess that's the whole Batman. He's thing, investigating. Huh? <laughs> I'm investigating. Or when he's like spying on her on her date, and he's just pissed off and watching her. Yeah, that's like the creepiest thing, where it like zooms out and it's like from him looking, and it just zooms out to like their profile, of their faces, and he's just like in the background, I'm like, dude, you're not even hidden. Everyone can see you. <laughs> Quit doing this. I love that she knows immediately it's Bruce. Like, it's just, she's like, Bruce? And he's like, fuck. (laughs) Oh, yeah, just the blocking of that scene, too, when he, like, is at the, he's at the cemetery looking for clues or something, right? Is that why he's there? Uh, Which, yes, 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 yeah. He's he's there looking for clues, and he stumbles upon his parents' grave, and he's like, you guys, you really fucked me over. And then she, and then he sees her, because I think he hears her talking to her mom's grave again. Right, yeah. And then uh, she turns around, and he's just, like, awkward. He, like, somehow didn't realize someone was there. Yeah. I was just watching this other thing. Um, it was just, like, a cl- I have no idea if it's actually from something directly or if someone just threw a, together a bunch of clips because it sounded pretty cohesive. Mm-hmm. Batman was just talking about every way to uh, incapacitate every member of the Justice League. Yeah. And he was talking about, like, himself. And he's just like, Batman has, like, a very, uh, his main weakness is his connection to his parents. Or putting any of his family at harm, like Mm -hmm. Robin. (laughs) It's it's like, yeah, that is his weakness. Like, he'll just get totally distracted if, like, his parents' grave is in front of him. He gets complete tunnel vision. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it makes sense. And, yeah, yeah, so he's just all awkward and just runs away. And, like, the blocking of that scene is pretty great Mm -hmm. because she walks forward and then sees it to her right. That scene like. That's, I'm, I'm sorry, just like you're, the scene you mentioned about him taking down just like people for everyone interested. The comic is called Tower of Babel, which is by Grant Morrison. And the animated movie is called Justice League Doom. Oh, maybe it was from that then. Mm-hmm. And Kevin Conroy voices him, right? I think so. I think he does, yeah. He does a little reprisal. Speaking of Kevin Conroy, I don't, <laughs> he has such, such a good Batman voice. He really does. Every time I read a Batman book, it's just his voice I hear. And I'm like... For, for good or bad, it's his voice. Because sometimes I feel like he doesn't emote enough, but other times I'm like, yep, that's Batman. <laughs> yeah, like when he was younger, like the flashbacks, I'm like, oh yeah, maybe he could have sounded a little younger. Because mm-hmm. Kevin Conroy just sounds like... I sure am glad to meet you, Andrea. I love you. <laughs> yeah, he's like a man <laughs> in his at least 40s. Like, he definitely just sounds like commanding and middle-aged. <laughs> <laughs> like, as Batman, he sounds on point. But like, when he's Bruce Wayne, sometimes I'm like, eh, I don't know, man. <laughs> He has a great narrator voice, too. He does. So I could see that for the comics, for sure. Mm-hmm. Especially with all the, like, the thought bubble, like the little squares now that are like in text. And it's like, like it, it's a good voice to hear in your head. You don't read them like Ben Affleck with like a vocoder <laughs> device thing, so you can't even process it. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. And Christian Bale. I read it like Gilbert Godfrey. <laughs> I could see him as Batman. <laughs> You won't get away with it this time, Joker. Worst Gilbert Godfrey ever. <laughs> Affleck. <laughs> we all know. Uh, I don't know where I was in this. Yeah, that was my fault. I interrupted. I don't know. Good movie. All right, bye. <laughs> <laughs> I like the fighting in this movie a lot, mm-hmm. um, the way they choreograph it, because when he doesn't even have the suit yet, it also like conveys a lot through the scenes without a lot of exposition. Mm-hmm. And it shows how, how young he is in the beginning when he's like fighting those 
goons or whatever mm-hmm. and he just like jumps in the middle of them and he's just like put down your arms basically yeah, hands you're in the under... air. <laughs> yeah put your hands in the air and then it's just like dude they have guns and you just jumped in the middle of them what are you doing like he's like too cocky he doesn't realize he needs to use like stealth and everything mm-hmm. yet and his tools he has no like fear mechanism with his suit mm-hmm. he's just like I, need, I, yeah. I had the edge i could feel it i just need them to be afraid of me <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess he does externalize it that way. So yeah, there is a little exposition in terms of that. But I don't know. I thought that was a pretty great scene to show like him growing. Mm, as, it was as Batman. And even then, when he like, takes on like the motorcycle tufts, and it kind of presents to him like Andrea could be a distraction to him because she's like, "Oh no!" and he's like, "Huh?" and then he gets like clobbered. Yeah, and then Bruce Wayne's like, "Oh, I can't have a woman around. <laughs> Women distracting me from punching motorcycle gangs." I must be an incel. <laughs> Internet forums, bat facts, <laughs> underscore. He founds a Bianon. Oh, God. <laughs> Batman invented Bianon. <laughs> Help us, everybody. I hate it. Stop spreading false facts about other superheroes, Bianon. <laughs> oh, God. He just tells them all their weaknesses, too. <laughs> he blurts it out over the Internet. <laughs> I also heard Superman's a pedo and was at Pizzagate. <laughs> I heard that Plastic Man is actually a fine, sane person. I like when he fast and furious is the car. <laughs> when it like launches out of one skyscraper into another. Oh, yeah. And everyone goes, Batman, look what he did. And he's like, I didn't do that. <laughs> yeah, this whole movie, he's just being like, I didn't do that, guys. Stop. <laughs> Stop. It wasn't me. Bugging me. Speaking of that, that scene where he's like almost dies because they like they think that he all the mobsters, uh, yeah, Salvatore. That's very year one to me. Like I feel like he gets trapped in a building at least once in a Batman generation. Yeah, I think all this is like year one up to the point where um, Commissioner Gordon's like, "Do whatever you want, but I'm not going to arrest Batman. He didn't do it." Yeah, Gord- Gordon would do it. He'd be like, "All right, you're telling me to do it. I got to do it." <laughs> yeah, he was like, "I'm not doing it." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right, see ya. I don't care if I lose my job. <laughs> But that scene is pretty harrowing when mm-hmm. he's like in that skyscraper that's like being built or whatever. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of the scene in Dark Knight mm-hmm. in that like abandoned skyscraper. Yeah, and, they have uh, that abandoned skyscraper. They have the building. I think the building even under is under construction in year one. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. And they do that in I Batman gonna, Begins too. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say in Batman Begins, um, the scene where he doesn't have his outfit yet, mm-hmm. his, his cowl and everything. Like, yeah. I, mean, I, I like that part in Batman Begins when he doesn't even have like everything put together yet he does that fake little click to gordon (laughs) yeah (laughs) you're only one man what do you think you can do now we're two wait what what do you think you'll do number two no he says he says we're you're just one man what do you think you can do oh now we're two now we're two yeah okay i thought he was implying he's gonna go take a dump now i take a poo in your office don't look (laughs) (laughs) i can't poo if you look yeah bruce is a little annoying he's kind of handsy too before meeting Andrea because he's doing jujitsu or whatever. And then he's just <laughs> he he like, is an incel in that moment. <laughs> yeah, he's like, jujitsu is no joke. It takes years to master. And, and she like, flips bro, him. <laughs> bro, calm down. And then she just flips him. Yeah, it's really funny. Uh, class for self-defense for girls. And he's like, oh yeah, trip, <laughs> pin. And then he's like, huh, this is funny. <laughs> and then they start like making out. And Alfred's like, I guess I'll leave. <laughs> I like Alfred a lot in this because every time he walks in with some tea, they're like kissing or making out <laughs> yeah. or something. He's just like, ooh. 
I'm gonna leave. Yeah. I feel awkward. I always I forgot this is my favorite Alfred. He's so sassy and he's so good. There's, <laughs> he is sassy. There's a moment where Bruce is like, You don't know everything about me, Alfred. And he goes, I diapered your bottom. I very well ought to. And then Bruce says, Well, you're wrong. And he drives away. <laughs> it's so it's so angsty. He's like a petulant child. I was like, yeah. so good. It is really great. Alfred knows what's up. He does. Long live Alfred Pennyworth. Mm-hmm. Uh, Long live the Pennyworth TV show, who, which came out at some point, and I have not no heard idea nothing where it about. Is now. <laughs> Do you want to know a sad Alfred fact in the current Batman continuity? Yes, he's dead. That's brutal. I don't like that. Yeah, Bane broke his neck. He killed him. Didn't that happen in one of the games too? Bane did, I think, broke into the Batcave at one point and hurt Alfred really, really bad in Arkham Origins, I believe. Or maybe that was the Joker. Yeah. One, one of the two did that. And then you have to use, like, the electric shock gloves. You have to, like, bring him back to life by shocking him a bunch. Oh, yeah, this is what I saw a video of. I'm I like, think he's just, like, okay. punching him in the chest a whole bunch. I'm like, yeah. this is not helping. Yeah, I saw that video. I was like, "Oh, Alfred actually dies in the in the in the game." No, and I was just, and then there's like an awkward pause of like too long, and then Batman, because Batman's like, "No, Alfred, no!" And then there's like an awkward pause, and then he just starts shocking him. I'm like, "What is happening?" (laughs) It's horrible. I don't like Arkham Origins that much. It's kind of like it's such a weird game. That's the one with like Black Mask, right? Yeah, but it's not really Black Mask. It's the Joker. Yeah, because of course it is. That's the one without. Mark Hamill voicing him, right? Yeah, it's Troy Baker does him. Hey, speaking of Mark Hamill, is he your favorite Joker? He is my favorite Joker. <laughs> yeah, I think we talked about this already, yeah. but he he's just so good, and it's so unexpected mm-hmm. if you don't know, you know? It's like, man, whoever plays the Joker is so good that voices him. He just has, like, such a good cackle. He does. It's like the maniacal laugh. It's everything about him, like, again, when we talk about Kevin Conroy here as Batman, Mark Hamill's who I hear when I read the Joker. Yeah, he's just, like, so full of mischief. Mm-hmm. Very scary, too. Like, he flips a switch. He goes from, like, being funny to, like, oh, no, this is horrifying. <laughs> I like his fighting style, too, where it's just, like, very, like, goofy. Like, he just, like, whacks Andrea on the back of the head, like, like close-fisted, like, downwards or whatever. Yeah. Like, it's just very cartoony. It's, it's yeah. car- he even does, he has, like, cartoon motions, too, when he fir- when Sal comes to visit him at the um, World's Fair. He like and he's, he escorts him to like the roller coaster ride and like he zips up to him does like it's just like a cartoon like boing thing to like yeah. stop himself. It'd be great if there was like a cartoony Joker in in the movies. I guess Jack Nicholson's is the most. Yeah, Heath Ledger's just like legitimately scary. Jared the... Leto is an edge lord. Uh, <laughs> Joaquin Phoenix his performance is very good, but it's he also like incel. what is this movie? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm I I'd love to see the cartoony Joker. It'd be I think this this has happened in comics already, but some kind of Joker that does kind of have cartoon powers might be kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. I, I'm looking forward to the Suicide Squad, like the James Gunn one, mm-hmm. just because I feel like some of the characters will have some real funky powers, like cartoony powers. Yeah, that, I'm looking forward to it. Too. It's going to be funny. It's like Polka Dot Man, and mm-hmm. I don't know who else, but Quilt whenever man. that comes out, whenever <laughs> movies ever come out again proper, like... Computers, but and Wonder Woman's going to re- be released on streaming. Yeah, yeah, on HBO Max mm-hmm. at Christmas. Yeah, that'll be a fun little holiday watch. So I don't think we'll have time to cram in the DCEU. Every sorry, everyone. No, yeah. <laughs> we'll get to it at some point mm-hmm. someday after our episode. Y- you won't do episode one hundred for our Avengers special, but maybe after our Marvel Universe. Oh man, episode one hundred has to be Aquaman. <laughs> 
So then we have to do the DCU. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> no, we just cover Aquaman for 100 episodes. Okay, cool. I'll, I'll keep Aquaman. I'll not watch it until then. then. <laughs> you haven't seen it yet? No, I still haven't watched it. Oh, I was going to say that that's something I was going to refer in this, like, beginning of this episode. Oh, yeah? Say, if anyone hasn't seen Aquaman, check it out because it's pretty fun. You watched it again? <laughs> no, I haven't. I just remember it being a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, I, I just go off what you, you and Lily have told me. You just rave about lobsters playing instruments and <laughs> volcano underwater fights and yeah and the ocean master and ocean master call me ocean master connery you will love the ocean master I probably will you are the ocean master, the ocean master. <laughs> there's definitely more attention to detail than i expect like maybe that's just selling animation short mm-hmm. for sure but it's just especially being like I don't know, it's just classically hand-drawn with some CG elements. But... And the style looks so simple. It's, like, deceptive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I guess deceptive is the right way to say it. There's one scene of um, Andrea's dad where he has, like, that classic, like, Rembrandt lighting, and that's basically half of your face is lit, the other half is shadowy, but you still have that little triangle of light on your cheek after Rembrandt. And it's just like, oh, it's very, like, artistic lighting. Mm. Very, like, noirish lighting throughout this whole thing. There's also the scene where he is creeping on them at dinner on Andrea and uh, the councilman guy. Mm-hmm. It cuts to Batman and his eyes, like, narrow. And in his binoculars, you see the reflection of their hands, yes. you know? Mm-hmm. But it's, like, which is not realistic at all. But that's <laughs> something I definitely have seen in, like, older movies, like, 40s, 30s, where it's, like, they'll superimpose an image of something else they shot mm-hmm. into, like, a circular frame into the binoculars or something. Yeah. And it's, like... Yeah, it doesn't look realistic, but like movies just don't do that anymore, and no. I kind of, I kind of like that a lot because it's, it's all in your head. It's emotional, you know. Like it's, it set the vibe. So. It's like this is what he's looking at. Yeah, it's like whether it's true or not, like it doesn't really matter. Mm. You know, it's it's more of a dreamscape, and I don't know. I feel like a lot of movies can't think of one recently that kind of does stuff like that. You no. know, no, it's, a lot of that stuff's been very much left in the past. I like Phantasm's ghost feet that just shoot out smoke. I guess. <laughs> Yeah, she just, her power is smoke. I don't know how she does it. They never explain how she does it, which is, again, fine. I just accept that she can apparate and reappear whenever she wants. Yeah, they don't explain her suit tech or anything like that. And I think part of that is just that she hasn't appeared in anything else ever again. Mm -hmm. So maybe in this new comic, they'll go into detail a little bit more. I'm guessing they'll revamp her suit a little bit because, like, maybe her claw is just a little bulky. No, they they got the claw there, too. Like, one of the main covers is, like, uh, I think for the second issue, it's, like, her claw and Catwoman's face is reflected in it, all, like, beaten up. That's cool. Yeah, so it looks looks like they're just, like, it's just her costume. Yeah, I guess they would start with the classic. And then, like, one thing I really like about just having the same characters over decades Mm -hmm. is that they can revamp the looks and styles and like i don't know, even like the pathos of the character and stuff a little bit while still keeping it the same character you know? yeah maybe she'll get a redesign at some point like she'll upgrade the suit just a bunch of different uh action figure variations <laughs> exactly i don't know if there's too much more we want i wanted to talk about like i really like the romance in this it does feel mm-hmm. very believable you know and like bruce wayne is like legitimately crushed that and it's just it's sad when he's like exploring the Batcave for the first time mm-hmm. with Alfred and then he gets the letter from her and it's just like really just pushes him to become Batman you know it's like, yeah, he's like my I life have... is like this is the catalyst like mm-hmm. you said it's like, I have nothing that's holding me to like the human world anymore so I will become this thing <laughs> or I give into it almost like I'll, I'll give into it which is which is sad so it does feel by the end like he really doesn't want to be Batman it's more so he has to yeah and it's like it's almost like he was trying to look for any reason not to, mm-hmm. you know, 
and then it went away. Yep. And uh, I mean, now all the women he has crushes on are like in that world of Batman. So he's like, well, now I'm just stuck. <laughs> yeah, he needs to separate his work and personal life, honestly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Can't be thinking about it all the time. Otherwise, you're, you'll be living through trauma every day. <laughs> I had this idea before, like uh, and I, my idea for like just having like, or our idea of having a, a really calm, cool Batman I, and just being like, oh, I'm just going to accept who I am. I'm going to just kind of fund the city and just keep it up that way. I had this idea for a really kind of ended up being a dark, har- harrowing tale of Batman just like giving into giving into control, I guess, and becoming like a super hyper control freak. And of course, because I, I want to do Raj al Ghul because I feel like he's not in enough mainstream Batman comics. And I was like, Raj al Ghul will be the center of it. And Batman, mm-hmm. by the end, like, kind of by mistake, kill Ra's al Ghul. Yeah, and then be like, oh, shit. And Ra's be like, no, like, I want to die. Like, I've, I'm like, don't put me in the pit. I want to die. <laughs> like, this is perfect. I want you to take the League of Assassins, and you do this. And you, like, lead them however you want. Batman's like, he accepts the responsibility. He's like, okay, we don't kill people now. We control everybody now. And so he has this, like, army of assassins that are now just, like, crime fighters, basically, that work under him. And then just keeps vamping up with him, controlling more and more, like, goes from Gotham to, like, the United States to, like, basically, like, him by big global domination kind of thing. And then eventually the other Robins have to team up and fight and maybe delete this. I'm, I'm vamping about nothing at this point, but... <laughs> no, I mean, that's pretty interesting as, like, a thematic concept. Like, it's kind of like Batman Incorporated in mm-hmm. a way, right? Yeah, it's, it's like opposite evil Batman Incorporated. Like, he slowly just loses himself to the idea of just, like control being like nobody will suffer what i've suffered ever again nobody has to deal with this monster that i feel like i am yeah you could definitely use that as a thematic parallel although probably better intentions mm-hmm. to uh i don't know the cia yeah exactly <laughs> and um america's overreach of power into mm-hmm. south america and other places yeah, around to be the like, globe yeah, we know what we're doing. This is the right way. And then just making things way worse. Yeah, and even like Superman intervening, be like, this is like wrong. You're really losing yourself. And he was like, no. And he just like jokerizes Superman into like mind control slave. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> he gets dark. I have Catwoman on his team the entire time, though, being like, yeah, we're doing this. We're fucking doing this. Like, finally. Yeah. Well, like you're saying with like your idea of Batman, like all the other people coming together to rescue him in yeah. a way. Like stop him from destroying himself completely. <laughs> Yeah, there's like that new Arkham game coming out that's kind of like that, right? Uh, which one? Which one? Shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Batman's dead in that game. And then it's just the Robins and Batgirl and all of them have to deal with just Gotham afterwards, which is cool. Yeah. It sounds interesting, at least. Yeah. I'm, I'll have to hear your review of that at some point because mm-hmm. I'm just like, I want to be Batman. <laughs> I, I did too. That's why I was like, well, I kind of want to be Batman. I like I said the reason I attracted to Batman is it's Batman. So my pitch for the ending of my thing of like they all become Batman, like they are all Batman. Yeah. So they ditch <clears> their <throat> lame sidekick side character outfits and they just become like Bat characters, which I'm like that's cool. But yeah, yeah I don't know. Like they, it seems really RPG with like the numbers popping over people's heads and you hit them, which I'm kind of like it doesn't feel oh. like a Batman game. I don't know, man, but. I'll probably get it, and I'll, I'll let you know how it is. You have to fight orcs, and then they become your nemesis. Yeah, <laughs> uh, exactly. I, I, you know I think I heard something like that. They're going to have some sort of weird nemesis-esque oh, system. Really? But, yeah, so, yeah, because it, it's multiplayer, too, and if I like it, I'm going to make you get it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> whenever I get a PS5, whenever it's available. In the dawn of never. Some few last notes I just want to bring up before we, like, wrap this up. Mm-hmm. There's just a couple other shots that I just really like, like when um, the councilman 
guy is, gets the laughing gas from Joker. Oh, that part's great. And it, it's from the outside of the hospital, and it goes from, like, through the window of the first level, and, like, the, the uh, wards or whatever, they're just mm. like, ooh, what's going on? And then it, like, cranes up to the second level, mm-hmm. and it's like, there's shots in here that, like, don't seem like much because it's animated or something like that, but, it, and, and you also just see that a lot in movies, but it's like, I don't know, not a lot of animated stuff is, like, this cinematic, where it's just, like, it's, like, replicating a, a filmic maneuver like that, mm-hmm. you know? And also, when Batman answers the phone and it's Joker on the other side, <laughs> yeah, like the frame kind of widens out and Joker's like overbearing him mm-hmm. in a way, like it, it transitions to that instead. And it's just like that's just not something you see much, except in like a David Lynch movie, mm. where it's just like a lot more in your head, yeah, so conveying right. visually. Mm-hmm. But it's just like okay, I guess like being a cartoon, that's that's what uh, allows it to do this without people like scoff mm-hmm. at it or something. Yeah. But it's just the stuff that really it's fascinating to me. So it's. Uh, and then also the hot fuzz ending is great. <laughs> oh my god! I just skipped to the end of my notes, and they have that like jazz '90s song that plays in the end, like an R and B jazz love song plays. And I was like, yes, yes. <laughs> is that in the credits? Yes, it's so yeah. good. Just uh, performed by Clint Eastwood, probably. <laughs> no, it's just like this beautiful woman singing like a jazz song about like love, and I'll be like, "I never said I loved you." It's so good. <laughs> I just have my notes. Oh fuck yeah! There's a love jazz song in the credits, like every movie in the '90s, <laughs> like Batman Forever. Yeah, little the city they have where they're like they're like giant, and that like miniature Gotham is pretty fun too. That's the hot fuzz ending where they're all fighting in a tiny town. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's cool. <laughs> But uh, I guess it was influenced by the Dick Sprang era of Bat Comics, which I haven't really read at all. Oh. But I guess a lot of like, like fights in those comics. I don't know if it was the '60s or what, mm-hmm. but it's just like just people fighting with oversized props and stuff. See, I felt like I thought that Greg Capullo and Scott Snyder were were really original when they did this scene in the Court of Owls where they're fighting like this like pure white miniature Gotham City where Batman's fighting like one of the um, what's it called a uh, owls. What's it called? I don't know their name. Talents, talents. And they're fighting this miniature goth. I'm like, this is so cool. How did no one ever think of this? We're like, no, they thought of it. <laughs> it's more of an there homage. Just fine. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, it's so cool. It's fun. One last shot that I like a lot is when he sees the whole like future town exploded. Oh, yeah. And he's just looking over it and there's like heat distortion. Mm-hmm. And it really like muddies up like the uh, depth of it. Mm. And it like adds a lot more depth, I think, than yeah. if it was just a flat image of no like. And it's just like, how do you even animate that, like, the mm. heat distortion in the frame? Like, it's really interesting to me because I don't know that much about animation, but it really makes it more visually evocative. Oh. And I just really appreciate that kind of stuff. You know what? Also, we get another Joker origin story in this, and it's very subtle. Yeah. He's just, like, a lackey of Salvatore, yeah. basically. <laughs> Which is kind of like, I was like, that guy looks like the Joker. That's probably the Joker. Then it's the Joker. And I was like, oh, well, Okay. <laughs> He's wearing purple, and he catcalls Andrea, and he's creepy. Yeah, he's creepy. It's the Joker with his big nose. I guess I want to bring up one more thing, but sure. I'll also, whatever. But basically, like, in the 90s, I feel like there's a lot, a big, bigger call to homage older, like, the 50s especially. Mm-hmm. Like, like this future town is very, like, Epcot, like, 50s, yes. you know? Mm-hmm. But there's also, like, things that came out, like, the Rocketeer, the Phantom, like, these older properties, or, like, seem like older properties, but they're actually new. Mm-hmm. And Darkman is very influenced around that same kind Dark of time. Man. So, I don't know. I don't know what it was really with the fascination with the 50s stuff. Like, I'm personally fascinated by that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it kind of ended with the Tomorrowland movie. There's, you don't see that as much anymore. 
Right. I don't really know what to make sense of that, but I just find it kind of interesting that yeah. there was like a resurgence of this in the 90s for sure. Yeah. Which uh, may have all been influenced by Batman in the first place because mm. I feel like especially the first 1989 Batman is pretty influenced by early Batman comics. Yes. Too. So. He's a very influential figure, that Batman. I guess you could wrap it up here. Sure. All right, bye. <laughs> bye. Look us up on Be Anon. Do you have a game? Oh, no. <laughs> Do you uh, have a game? Do I have a game? That's a good question. I don't know. Dude, I can't think of a good game that would end this thing without it being like, what was like the bi- biggest heartbreak in your life? <laughs> <laughs> there we go. That's our game. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> no, we're not gonna, we're not going to say it. No. But hey, that's our game that w- will go unspoken this episode. <laughs> what was the biggest heartbreak in your life? Uh, email us at the franchise podcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Franchise Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, tweet at us. That's probably where we engage with people the most is mm-hmm. on Twitter. So uh, on Twitter, you know, let us know. Don't even DM us. Just no. let us know the biggest heartbreak in your life, and we'll retweet it. So <laughs> <can> <laughs> we won't tell you ours, but feel free to tell us yours. Hey, we're wearing the bat cowl of secrecy. We can't tell anybody anything. That's a good point. So share it, and we'll retweet it. <laughs> Jacob, please don't do this. Uh, I mean, if you want to, who's it going to hurt? <laughs> Himself. It's good to vent sometimes. Yeah, unless is. you're us. Yeah, unless you're us, we're exempt from it. <laughs> what do you have to plug, Connor? Uh, if you enjoy the sound of my cackling and you also enjoy tabletop role-playing games, you might enjoy Starship Impala. It's hosted by me and four other amazing friends. And we do this... Starfinder tabletop role-playing game. It's a lot of fun. Over 100 hours of content waiting for you to devour. How about you, Tyler? Give us your plugs. Uh, Follow me on Instagram at twained, T-W-A-Y-N-E-D, and check out Movie Game Mashup on YouTube. (gasps) That's my my channel with Past and Future Guest Cameron Takeda. I haven't posted anything in there in a while because (laughs) I haven't had any time to edit or a computer. (laughs) Uh, yeah. I've been on the road, so I think after this week, you know, after this week, probably push hmm. pu- publish something else on there. Ooh. But we cover video games based on movies. Yes, and uh, it's pretty fun. Yeah, so check it out. It is. It's it's really fun. Thank you for listening once again. Wait till next week for our episode on Batman Forever. Oh yeah! And until next time, me Casa Nostra, Esu Casa Nostra. <laughs> yeah, there it is. <laughs> <laughs>